just wanted to get on here real quick before I get back to my financial accounting class that uh, I want to thank you all for everything. And no, there is no coming back. There, I can't. Um, just to let you know. And I'm not retiring because I have nothing to retire from. I'm just quitting. And it's just easy as that. It's just, I'm done. You know, and we all have our 15 minutes of fame. And I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! You know, I'd always wanted to get an uh, interview with a wrestler known as Mickey Knuckles for one of these podcasts that, that I like to do here on the uh, on the show. How you listening to the rights and wrongs of pro wrestling with Mr. Green? And as I started off here, I was talking about Mickey Knuckles, and I I don't want to say debated bringing up the topic of her departure from the world of wrestling I would I didn't I, I want to see how I could present it because she she really did a uh, as good a job as any and then when I first heard that she was leaving the business and I sat and I watched her Facebook live video which I'm going to now encourage anybody that's listening to this podcast when you're done with this uh, you should go over to her Facebook page if you have not seen the video already you should uh check it out so you can get the words directly from her mouth um when i saw it initially i was like well you know i i can't really do it any better than that talking about her uh leaving the biz but what i have decided to do is just kind of talk about some of the stuff around that uh, as a, as a bit of a, a tribute to Knuckles, because uh, quite frankly, um, she had been one of the early faces of the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. Whether she realized it or not, there, there was oftentimes that she would come into the area and she would wrestle for, I guess, now defunct promotion, uh, Universal Independent Wrestling. And uh, I got, got her on there a few times. I want to say, off the top of my head, I, I believe there are at least four or five matches that we have that feature Mickey Knuckles in action. Uh, maybe six if you include the alter ego Isabel Smothers. Now, I guess we're, we're pulling back the curtain at, at this one because before, you know, there was never any public acknowledgement that uh, Mickey Knuckles was Isabel Smothers. Of course, it wasn't a secret, but they did, but she just didn't go around broadcasting either. But in any case, um, the point here being of, of this uh, particular podcast is, is the goodbye to uh, Mickey Knuckles. And again, if if you haven't heard uh, injuries, uh, long stem injuries over the course of several years have have finally accumulated. 
to the point where she has said that, you know, she, she can't do this anymore. And if you've ever watched Mickey Knuckles in action, if you've ever seen her compete, especially, oh my gosh, especially in those early years of her career, she has torn her body to shreds. I mean, doing stuff like the uh, the death matches. I mean, matches that I you know I I don't even really see a, a lot of guys do anymore. You know, the the barbed wire and, and light bulbs and, and all that stuff like that. Like that. I mean, it was, it was really really uh, brutal stuff. Fortunately, uh, she's never been booked for that in the in the um, confines of any promotion that I have. Uh, had the opportunity to see her work or record her in or anything like that. However, the fact of the matter is is that it was there and, and she's done it and it over time has uh, really taken its toll. Uh, Jim Ross once said that every wrestler has a bump card and you know you, you can only keep going as long as that card isn't filled up. Well, apparently she has filled her bump card and this is pretty much it. But um, let's talk about a little bit of uh, who she was, or at least reportedly. I'm, I'm sure um, if she ever gets a hold of this or takes the time to listen, she can correct uh, some of these things. Uh, but she was trained by Chris Hero, who we now know as Cassius Ono in uh, NXT. Uh, did a lot of uh, work on the Independent Wrestling Association Mid-South, which which is a little bit of a precursor to some of the uh, women's wrestling that we got, uh, I want to say, in Shimmer. I, 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 I like to think that uh, IWA Mid-South was um, one of the real first places that started to feature the women kind of kind of regularly. But one of the things that she made her name for is, is being a, a rough, tough kind of competitor. And, uh, uh, man, I mean... <laughs> I can't stress it enough. I mean, I, I know she wrestled in a um, barbed wire ropes match, barbed wire baseball match. I've I seen her uh, crack a fluorescent light tube over somebody's head and, and just, just all sorts of, of mayhem. Uh, how she was able to do it, I know her and Lefisto uh, had a couple of goals in, in that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Lefisto, who still wrestles today. Uh, and I know that she she's kind of toned down the the uh, the whole death match and bleeding deal as well. But some of you, uh, let, let's get past the the independent phase of this a little bit. Some of you may know that she did have a brief, very very brief uh, stop in total nonstop action. Who we now know as Impact Wrestling or TNA back in the day. <clears throat> where she appeared as Moose, and basically she was there to be the muscle for the beautiful people. Now, if you have the Global Wrestling Network, I'm sure you could go back. I think that that's somewhere around uh, 2008 where you can find those episodes, uh, and, and it's not a lot. I want to say maybe uh, two or three of them. Um, but unfortunately, she did not get a long-term stint with uh, TNA because much like now, uh, you're still kind of allowed to go back and, and work some, some indie shots. Uh, and I don't think she was under contract totally at the point at that point anyway. 
But she went back and she worked the IWA uh, Mid-South show while she was uh, doing some work with uh, TNA and had reportedly broke her leg in, in a match against Sarah Del Rey. And uh, that, that was, a, I guess, an unfortunate term because after that uh, surgery, the, the time that it took for her to recover during that point, TNA had released her from her contract. So there we go. Uh, <clears throat> but I, but she's had many, many, many uh, runs in a lot of different companies. I've seen her in Girl Fight and Resistance Pro, o, OVW, and I think she, she showed up there as her alter ego. Uh, Isabel Smothers as one of the illegitimate daughters of the Smothers clan. You can uh, read about that on the uh, Women's Pro Wrestling Network website, which I, I did do a write-up about the uh, Smothers Twisted Daughters. All of them, you know, there is more than just two. I wrote I wrote about all of them, <laughs> even, even the ones that you'd have a hard time even remembering that they existed. Um, ultimately, she I think she's had, held the OVW Women's Championship about three times. Uh, I know here in, in just outside of Atlanta again in the now defunct promotion uh, at Universal Independent Wrestling. She she was their champion um, once, and I, and I bring that up because uh, it, she came along at a time when they needed a strong opponent for the incumbent star, the incumbent female star at the time, and and I don't think there was anybody any better to slot into that position and Mickey Knuckles they they had an outstanding match which I which I do have on the channel but there is another match that exists out there that's not on my channel which has uh Mickey Knuckles versus Pandora in a steel cage and uh man yeah if, if you didn't believe that Mickey could go <laughs> you you probably should watch her in that match and, and again the things that she's willing to do and the things she's willing to have done to her as uh, is above and beyond the Call of Duty, really. Um, uh, speaking of steel cages and, and Isabel, uh, there's also the steel cage tag team match where she shows up and, and does that. And by the way, if you're listening to this, I fully intend to include clips of some of her work um, so you can take a look and see exactly you know some of the some of the things that she's done, some of the some of the matches that she had. It won't be in full. If you want to see it in full, you should go and stop by the YouTube channel, provided that you're not there right now, and uh, just scan scan some of the matches, scan some of the ones that's on our page, scan some of the ones that's not. But you should see her uh, her work, you know, just so you can get a full understanding of of the. I won't say the accomplishment, but the the scope of her talent in the ring and probably was a little bit underrated as a wrestler. I mean, I know her reputation somewhat preceded her as being a tough, hardcore, hard-as-nails type uh, type individual, but she actually could get in there and she could wrestle and, and exchange holes and all that stuff like that too. Uh, I, I guess it, it comes down to... Once you establish yourself as a certain type of way, that's how most people would tend to book you. And that's what she was. But, um, you know, I also want to make this this statement here because I, I know this to be a fact. 
after interviewing with uh, who we now know as Double D Rose at the time, she was uh, wrestling as Dementia. And Dementia told me, or Double D Rose told me, that that match that she had with Mickey Knuckles was her coming out party. It is that match that put Dementia the Rose on the map. It got it got her to embrace uh, the the style of wrestler that she wanted to be at that time. And Dementia was in, in, in a losing effort. I mean, spoiler alert, but but in a losing effort, she she went in there against uh, one of the ladies who was viewed as one of the elite and. We we always talk about as fans how some wrestlers will get the rub. You know, you, you take an unknown and you stick them in the ring with with a star, and then they by proxy become stars. They they begin to elevate. They they uh, take a new position in the promotion or or just in in the wrestling landscape in general. And that's what happened there. Uh, Dimension Rose got into the ring with with a per- perceived star who was you know somebody that was a, a bigger deal, and that elevated her. And you know I think to this day she would tell you that there's a, a segment of a cur- of her career that she owes to Mickey Knuckles. And I'm pretty sure that if Knuckles had not known that before, hopefully she will know it now. Um. The post that Mickey Knuckles put out was aired or ran on Facebook Live on October 5th, where she, well, I guess I'm going to say laid down and and basically told the world that enough was enough and she had given all that she can give. She thought that she would be able to fight through it. She thought that she would be able to to, uh, uh, get past it. Make another run in the ring, and I know the injury, the hiatus from these injuries would come a little bit closer together these days. Uh, but she ultimately she said she succumbed to the succumbed, excuse me, to the injuries. She has not been able to get past this, and and at this point, I'm not sure she wants to. She uh, she is a mother. And I don't think that's any secret. Most times I don't uh, go into these ladies' personal lives and family business because, you know, they may not want the general public to know whether they're married or not or a mother or not and so on and so forth. But at this point, I don't think that she is really all that concerned with it. She she did talk about it in, in her post. And if you're following her on Facebook at this point, you know that she's a mom anyway. But... um. <clears throat> All of that to say, uh, this was the end of her road. And I'm glad I got the chance to see her in the, in the times that I did. Um, <laughs> it comes off as weird, and I never got the chance to uh, <laughs> talk to her about this. But every time she came in town and I was there as the camera, she would come over and lick the camera. Don't know why that just <laughs> that was just her thing, but she would always come over and lick the camera. And if you go and you listen to one of those those uh, shows, you can hear her. If you see her walk up to it, she'll lick it and she say, "I licked it. It's mine." So I I guess that was just the Mickey Knuckles way of making claim 
on an item. She never did come back to collect the camera, but she, but she did lick that thing in the lens uh, several times. So you know, I, I guess that's just a little fun, uh, odd <laughs> fact of, of her career. So <clears throat> all of that to say that uh, what I'm going to do here in the uh, last run of this this podcast, and I just want to take a, a brief moment to, to kind of talk it up. I'm going to take a couple of clips. One, I'm going to take a few clips out of her speech, out of her Facebook Live, and I'm going to put this up so you can hear some of the words from her mouth, so you can, again, understand it from her point of view. That's that's the first thing. Uh, secondly, following that, I am going to put up some clips of her in action. So, you know, you can at least see some of the ones that I got the chance, the opportunity to produce and see it from one end to the other. You're going to see uh, the the hardcore version, and then you're going to see the, the pro wrestling version. You, you get to see that. And, and if you're lucky, I, I may even toss in a clip of Isabel Smothers as well. So <clears throat> there we have it, folks. After 16 years of in-ring service, Mickey Knuckles, and these are her words. She did not retire because she didn't have anything to retire from. She says, I'm just quitting. And she felt much better for having done it. Uh, so there it is. Uh, Mickey Knuckles has quit the wrestling business. And that, and that's not a bad thing. It's disappointing for us as the fans because we won't be able to see her do what she did so well anymore at least not in terms of new content but uh, in terms of her as a mother as a wife as a human being to be able to walk and stand upright or <laughs> move without a horrendous amount of pain day in and day out it's it's a beautiful thing for her so uh to you mickey knuckles if you're out there listening uh I'm glad that you that you have uh, survived this this game of, of pro wrestling. I'm glad that you are managing to move on with the next phase of your life and career. I'm glad that I got the opportunity to call uh, a couple of your matches, both as a Smothers Twisted Daughter and as the original Mickey Knuckles. And uh, glad to have seen you elevate. I mean, there's a couple of times that I saw Mickey Knuckles get in there and elevate some new faces. I'm glad to see that she did all of these things and that I had a little piece uh, to be a part of it. So with that, over to the sunset, you ride, Miss Knuckles. And to you that are listening out there, stay tuned for the clips. Thank you for supporting the Women's Pro Network. Thank you for supporting this podcast Wherever you are listening to it, wherever podcasts are sold or sold, <laughs> wherever podcasts are downloaded, wherever you get yours, uh, please go ahead and hit the follow. Like If you're on YouTube, hit the like and subscribe. On the podcast platforms, just go ahead and subscribe to us there so you never miss an episode, so you never miss anything like this or any such news that may come out behind that. And uh, be sure to visit WPNWrestling.com. That's WPN wrestling it is the nexus for everything that we do all right folks that's it stay tuned for the clips and mickey we'll catch you on the other side but on top of that there were so many beautiful moments i got to see so many great places and meet so many amazing people i got to see these little kids 
that I once was come to a show and be so excited just to meet somebody. And I got to hang out with some great legends and I got to learn all about the world. It's good and it's bad. Then I broke my leg. And I tried to fight through that and I wrestled with it still broke. And I thought it would get better and I had to have a second surgery and I still pushed through that. And then I had a baby and they cut me open hip to hip because she was so big and she almost died. And then I almost died. And then I had another baby and they had to go back in over the original cut and told me it would be four to six years before I got most of my abdominal muscles back. So I continued to try to wrestle because I thought that's who I was. And then one thing after another, it was like a domino effect. I tried to not go see doctors because I didn't want them to tell me bad news. Even when I blew out my ACL, I came back way too soon and partially retorted again because I was told if you stay out too long, they forget about you. I kept trying to fight and fight and fight, fight, fight. And, you know, if it, if it wasn't for the leg or the ankle in the same leg, I've got a whole right leg that's nothing but metal. And I've got carpal tunnel in both hands that are severe that I have to have surgery now. And I've got bulging discs in my neck that are impending on some nerves. And so now I have to have a myelogram done to see how bad it is and if i got to have surgery on that. And I, I have to have another surgery on my knee because I partially retore the cadaver tissue they put in there for the ACL. But if they do another surgery on my knee, they want to give me a knee replacement. Guys, I'm only 34 years old. And then there's my back. My back's been hurting me for quite a while, ever since Cecilia, since I was pregnant with her. And my back's been getting so bad. And I couldn't figure out what was wrong with it. I'm not really sure what the fuck is funny, Melissa. But I'm happy you're having a good laugh. I come to find out I've been wrestling with pretty much a broken back for quite a while. I don't know how many years. And I just keep making it worse. It's just getting worse. And I've got three beautiful babies. And I promised them I would be there. So then I come to this, this whole mess that I've got to figure out, like, what's more important. The thing I spent 16 years trying to be decent at are these three beautiful babies that didn't ask to be born, but I brought them into the world. And I'm supposed to take care of them. I'm supposed to be their mommy. But how can I be their mommy if I can't even get down and play with them? And doctors are not giving me a good diagnosis on my back. And I did it to myself, like I said. I did the stupidest bumps I could think of because I thought that's what you all wanted. I thought that's what you all needed. It's I thought that's all I was good for. It's what I was told I was good for. And let's face it, I've never been that good at wrestling. I never thought I was that good at wrestling either. But I had fun when I did it. I enjoyed when I did it.
I don't expect anybody on here to understand anything I'm saying. It's probably complete and total ramblings of a nut job. Guys, I've had 24 concussions, maybe some more than that, I don't know. And right now, there's serious talks about surgery on my spine. My L4 and my L5 just slide right over top of each other. And all I keep thinking about is my kids. You know, if it wasn't for wrestling, I would have never met my husband. I would have never had my babies. So I can't be mad at that. I, I love the fact that they came because of that part of my life. But that part of my life is over. 